0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all.
1: And greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within.
2: I'm Tom Schumacher.
1: And I'm Terry Kennedy. Hiya, Terry.
2: Hiya.
1: What comes to mind when you think of the Holy Spirit?
2: Well, the Trinity, of course. Yeah, I suspect most people probably make that connection. What else? Well, let's see. There's the Holy Ghost connection, oh, yeah. uh, but that association seems, no pun intended, a bit hazy. <laughs>
1: well, pun or no pun, that's actually a very good point, Terry. And that's going to be our jumping off place today as we delve into the concept and the reality of the Holy Spirit. You see, I think for many of us, the Holy Spirit feels somehow insubstantial. The Father, God, feels real to us as a distinct presence in our lives.
2: The Son feels equally real
1: and substantial. True enough. But the Holy Spirit, for some reason, always seems to have less of a definitive outline in our minds. A presence without distinct form. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh,
2: probably, in part at least, because the word spirit conjures up something pervasive but formless. And we're bringing this up today because we're going to focus on the Holy Spirit as having a very substantial reality. That's exactly right. Like the very air we breathe,
1: the Holy Spirit, though we may not really see him, is quite real and present in each of our lives know why?
2: Well, you just said it. In a very real sense, the Holy Spirit is like the air we breathe. And this is because it is actually the Holy Spirit who breathes life into us at the <laughs> moment of our birth. Oh, that's right. And it is this life force that the Holy
1: Spirit breathes into each of us that ignites the threefold flame within the secret chamber of our heart,
2: forging a very real and very vital link between us and God. So the Holy Spirit is the lifeline to God, Mm -hmm. because the life force uh, the Holy Spirit ignites within us is God. Yep,
1: which takes the Holy Spirit from an ephemeral, indistinct concept
2: to a rock-solid reality, one that we simply cannot live without, like air. Like air! And something most people probably don't know is that the animating action action of the Holy Spirit is focused through an ascended master whom we know as the Maha Chohan, or Great Lord.
1: Yes, it is the Maha Chohan who attends our birth, and it is to him that we forge perhaps the most significant tie in our lives.
2: That's because the spiritual flame that is ignited within us is, again, our direct link to God. In fact, this is a link we share with all life. And
1: just as the Holy Spirit, through the Maha is the source of our inner light and immortal fire, the Holy Spirit can
2: also impart more light to us as we are able to receive and hold it. What this really means, and one of the primary reasons we've chosen to explore this unique topic today, is that we are all beings of spiritual fire.
1: Yes, exactly. The fire of God literally resides within each of us. This fire is at the core of every atom, cell, and electron of our beings
2: in the center of our hearts, and in each flaming chakra. And as we are able to hold more and more of this light, we have more of it given to, more of it to give to others. Yeah,
1: we are all beings who contain spiritual fire. And if you will remember this as you go about your daily life, recognizing the light within you is also within your family members, your friends, neighbors, co-workers. you cannot help but treat everyone with greater reverence and respect.
2: Just imagine what this world would be like if we took the time to truly recognize and respect this higher light in each other. There'd be no time for
1: pettiness and discord, no unnecessary anger or criticism, judgment or condemnation.
2: So, okay, we're idealists. (laughs) But what a wonderful and worthy target to aim at, seeing only the highest energy and expression in each other, the highest good.
1: When the next golden age comes, that's what it will be like. No more focus on human limitations and petty idiosyncrasies but
2: rather the choice to see only the best and highest in all. Well, you know, there are things that we can do right now that will hasten the dawning of a new day, such as walking through (laughs) life gracefully.
1: Oh, yeah, listening grace, (laughs) seeing and feeling the Holy Spirit manifesting in all life, the flowers, trees, animals,
2: mountains, the oceans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and when you do this, you invite the Holy Spirit to reside in you without even having to invoke him. Touch the heart of the Holy Spirit through your desire to manifest Him, and He will fill you with the light and love, as much as you can hold. And this light and love will naturally touch all life that you touch. You see, we can use the fire of the Holy Spirit to uplift, to comfort, to heal, and to help. The fire of the Holy Spirit can be an example to others, to teach them, to warn them of danger to remind them of their own innate divinity. This is what the apostles must have felt when they were visited by the Holy Spirit during what we commemorate as Pentecost. Yeah,
1: right. Uh, For those of you who may not be familiar with this event, it took place 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus, when the apostles were gathered in
2: the place where they had held the Last Supper. A mighty wind commenced to blow from no discernible source, and all at once the apostles felt a great inflow of light and energy, and among other things, began speaking in tongues.
1: Can you imagine? Not only hearing each other speaking in different tongues, but understanding each other as well. And those outside who heard them were amazed too because many were foreigners who suddenly heard their native tongues being spoken by simple,
2: mostly uneducated Galileans. Oh, that's amazing. And, of course, you've just opened a whole (laughs) new treasure chest of Holy Spirit teachings, A can of worms, if you wanted to say. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I know.
1: The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues, healing the sick, the discerning of spirits, to name
2: a few of the nine. We'll we'll ask Sidney Bennett to elaborate on all these gifts a little bit later.
1: We like doing that, don't we?
2: (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Which is, of course, always a good idea. But, since we have
1: brought it up, we should make the point that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are available to all who
2: seek them. Yes, they are. For you, me, and everyone. But special gifts aside, what the Holy Spirit imparts is a sense of comfort and integration to all who seek it.
1: And ultimately, it is through the Holy Spirit that we experience the reality and power of God
2: whether it be through special gifts or simply by feeling integrated into the heart of the universe. When we can say with certainty that I and my Father are one. Oh, that'll be the day. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the point? We are all one. The Holy Spirit is in each of us
1: and in all of us at once, bringing the comfort and certainty of that oneness to our conscious minds. And why? So that we can remember who we truly are and reunite with the truth
2: of our being as we merge with God. In the title of today's program, we describe the Holy Spirit as the Keeper of the Flame of God, which is the Flame of Life. The Holy Spirit
1: brings forth life, nourishes life, sponsors life. And I realize that we must seem to be going around in circles describing the Holy Spirit in His various gifts and qualities. So let's make the most direct and succinct correlation we can as to why this subject is so important to
2: us and hopefully to you. The Holy Spirit is life. Your life. My life. All life pulses with the divine spark of God. And this divine spark resides in each heart, making each heart an altar to the eternal flame of being. So as insubstantial as the Holy Spirit may seem to some, his presence is very real and very substantial to all life, including that which is a borning in the womb. <laughs> we can't talk about life and avoid the subject of any force that threatens life, can we? No. Uh, don't see how life begets life, pure and simple. And any force that threatens or opposes life is evil.
1: And we can't say it any plainer than that. Life is precious, and it is precious because it represents another opportunity for the soul to achieve her immortality and reunite with the heart of God.
2: This is something we are all destined to do someday, which is to say, ascend. Yes,
1: and every opportunity we are given to make the grade and eventually graduate from our schoolroom is literally
2: priceless. God only knows how long we've sought this release from human limitation and the bondage of our karma.
1: Well, perhaps thousands of lifetimes, actually. So, whenever we have the
2: opportunity to make progress and move closer to our ultimate victory, we must seize it. But we can't do that if we're taken from the screen of life before we've had a chance to fully grasp the opportunity we have been given to live, to learn and grow, to gain mastery, embrace the light of our innate divinity, and transcend our human limitations. Yeah, and
1: that's because there are those who would willfully deny us these opportunities. There are those who have a
2: callous disregard for life and light. And many of them understand full well that when they deprive us birthright any action that aborts life is actually aborting the divine plan of a soul
1: of course if you've listened to our program for any length of time you know we're talking about the strategies of the fallen angels to steal our light deny us heaven and literally bring darkness to our planetary home
2: and once again let's talk more about this with Sid (laughs) Bennett when he joins us a little later on which is a great idea this is a heavy subject We need all the backup we can get. So, what can we do to lighten the mood,
1: Tom? Well, how about if we return to our original thesis of the magnificent fire that the Holy Spirit imbues each of us with when we're born. And continues to fill us with as we grow. Yes. So, after a short break, we will hear an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the Holy Spirit, the Maha Chohan, and the flame of light that fills us all. Please stay with us.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
1: Through the action of the Holy Spirit, you are literally held in the hollow of God's hand And if you let him, the Holy Spirit will shape your destiny and keep you focused on the ultimate goal of your life, your ascension. Here is Elizabeth Clare Prophet to share with you the beauty and the exquisite reality of the Holy Spirit.
3: Pentecost celebrates the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples fifty days after Jesus' resurrection. The Johan, as you know, is the Ascended Master who holds the office of representative of the Holy Spirit. His twin flame is the Ascended Lady Master, Pallas Athena. The Maha Chohan also holds the office of keeper of the flame. He personally keeps the flame on behalf of all mankind, on behalf of you and me. Today, in honor of the profound sponsorship of the Maha Chohan, I would like us to contemplate what exactly is the Holy Spirit? Why is the Holy Spirit so necessary to our life? And what does it mean when we say that the Maha Johan is the keeper of the flame? He indeed keeps the threefold flame of the heart. First of all, the Maha Johan has a personal tie and a personal interest to each one of us. And those each one of us means those who have been following this path for centuries upon centuries upon centuries, who have earned the opportunity to be tutored by the Maha Chauhan. I want you to remember this each day of your life so that you will recall each day of your life that the Maha Chauhan is overshadowing you along with El Kathumi, and Dwal Kul. As you know, the Maha Chauhan is the one who ignites our threefold flame at birth. Speaking of this role of the Maha Mother Mary once said, The threefold flame within your heart was lit at birth by the taper of the Maha who came to you and to your mother's side, breathed the breath of life, and lo, the spark of immortality merged with the clay form, and the word became flesh. Some among mankind do not understand how spirit could mesh. With matter. And I ask you, how can the fire, even the physical fire, mesh with any of the elements? The fire is not like any other element, yet it is the source of all, consuming all in the ritual of transmutation. And so spirit does indeed merge with flesh. Spirit is the fire in the core of the cell the atom, the molecule, in the center of the heart, and each flaming chakra. Think of this. Think of this every day of your life. You are first and foremost a being of fire, a spiritual fire. The fire of God resides inside of you. The fire of God resides within your co-workers, within your neighbor, within your children. If we would just remember this every day in all of our interactions, we would always treat each other with a reverence and respect due a being of fire whose heart flame has been ignited by the Holy Spirit. Just as the Holy Spirit through the Maha Chohan was the instrument for the initial igniting of that fire within us, so the Holy Spirit can impart to us more and more of that fire as we are able to hold it. Why do we want more fire? We want more fire because the more fire we have, the more we can give away to others who do not have it but need it. That spiritual fire is what we use to uplift others, to heal them, to comfort them, to teach them, to rescue them from danger. If we have just enough fire to keep ourselves going, then we won't have enough left over to help others. If you haven't already done so, I urge you to stop thinking of the Holy Spirit as something or someone impersonal and start thinking of the Holy Spirit as a personal presence that can and will empower you. The Holy Spirit is what empowers you to fulfill your mission in life and to transform others. I want to tell you that if you take the time and if you walk in listening grace day by day, hour by hour, that Holy Spirit will come upon you without you having to invoke that Spirit. This means that when you go to the heart of the Holy Spirit and you touch that heart of the Holy Spirit each and every day, that you will feel whether it is the trees, the flowers, the oceans, the manifestation of God, you will feel the Holy Spirit before you invoke him, because he has gone ahead of you, because you have given so much light, life, and love to all others. The Maha Chohan defines the Holy Spirit as the ingredient of life, which is the fire of cosmos, the germinal power in nature. He says, The Holy Spirit is the power that beats the heart and infuses every form of life with the essence of the Father-Mother God. The Holy Spirit is indigenous to every manifestation of life, and without the Holy Spirit, there can be no manifestation of life. No manifestation of life, no threefold flame in the animals and in the animal kingdom or in elemental life. Consider the bond of the Holy Spirit as the unifier of men's hearts. Consider also the bond of the Holy Spirit as the great cosmic link between the individual and his divine presence. Isn't this what we as mystics are all seeking, the link with our divine presence, the one-on-one relationship with God? I promise you that this is only a flame apart from your own. The flame of God is so close to you that I hope that after we have had our dictation today and you have contemplated the true fire of your being that you will never ever let go of that fire. So as as I was saying, if the bond of the Holy Spirit is the link between us and our God Presence, then don't you think that we, as mystics, ought to consciously seek more of that Holy Spirit who is right within our temple? The Maha continues, The reason, blessed ones, that the Holy Spirit was referred to as the Comforter is that it is the power and intent of the Holy Spirit to make every man feel integrated into the heart of the universe. The Holy Spirit flows through the consciousness of man in a transmutative release in order to transfer to his world the reality and power of God. This results in an integration of the personal self with the Godhead. Truly this is the uniting agency of God that enables the avatar to affirm, I and my Father are one. So one of the roles the Holy Spirit plays is to help us integrate with God and integrate with all other parts of life to realize that we are all one. The Maha came to a profound realization of oneness with nature and with all life in his many lifetimes as a shepherd. On July 15, 1974, the Maha announced, that we were entering the era of the Holy Spirit. I am going to read from this important dictation because we must never forget these words. They tell us of our individual and collective spiritual missions and initiations. The Maha Chohan said, The Karmic Board has decreed that at this hour in time and space and in the evolution of this life wave and this planetary home, There has come that moment when the cosmic clock has struck. It is the hour when mankind must receive the Holy Spirit, must prepare the body temple to be the dwelling place of the Most High God. In this hour of the appearing of that Spirit, it is necessary that certain numbers of mankind are purified to receive that Spirit. For unless certain numbers receive that flame and that awareness, the world as a place of evolution, as you know it today, will cease to exist. For you see, the balance of life, the balance of all phases of life and evolution, cannot continue unless the Holy Spirit becomes the quickening energy and the fire and the light of man and woman. Fortunate are you and are we that Jesus and John the Baptist left a flaming record of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Fortunate then are those who follow in the way of those who were gathered on the day of Pentecost and who received that presence, that mighty rushing wind. And they were filled with that Spirit, and they all knew the oneness of the flame. The Holy Spirit cannot dwell where there is not honor, self-respect, mutual respect, and a love of the Christ. A reverence for life, a sensitivity to nature, an honoring of life is a part of being the representative of the Holy Spirit, a tenderness, a humility, and always remembering that the twin flames of that Spirit are purity and comfort. The Holy Spirit is the magnet that draws up that flame of the Mother, that consecrates the Mother, that walks hand in hand with the Mother to bring forth life, to sponsor life, to nourish life, to be the Keeper of the Flame. Here we see one of the definitions of Keeper of the Flame, one who brings forth life, sponsors life, and nourishes life. The Maha Chohan continues, And so you see, the torch is passed, for I can no longer bear that flame for all life. Hierarchy has decreed that keepers of the flame must also rise to accept that calling, that honor and that opportunity to keep a flame for other parts of life who do not yet know that they have a flame, a Christ identity, an energy that God has released, that God has bequeathed, all as the potential for divinity. And so as I am known as the keeper of the flame, I come to impart to you a portion of my office and to say, it is time. For when the clock strikes midnight and 1974 gives way to 1975, in that hour, in that moment, will be the release of the spiral of the Holy Spirit to the entire planet. Then the Maha Chohan told us that the release of the final quarter of the century was a cosmic spiral that will be for the full realization of the Holy Spirit in man, in woman, in nature, in holy child. And the probation will be a 25-year period to see whether enough among mankind will be able through sacrifice, surrender, and self-purification to maintain a tabernacle for the Holy Spirit. To you each one, I am the very personal contact with God. Therefore call upon me and see how we will walk and talk together and how I will be for you the fulfillment of your mission.
1: Uh, Up next, our weekly Q&A. And today, once again, we are joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us.
0: Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
4: Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org
0: At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can, too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk, To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
1: And we are back and happy to welcome our good friend, Sidney Bennett. Gentlemen, Yes, to discuss the Holy Spirit, the flame of life, and the nature and reality of our link with the heart of God. Indeed. Yeah, I see it. Well, it goes without saying, but uh, we really can't live without the Holy Spirit, can we?
5: You know, on on this show, we've talked a lot about sort of being in the battle mode, if you will.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're
5: dealing with forces and energies on this planet. Our last show was on the fallen angels that really are a threat to us and our spirituality and our path, excuse me, but there is the other side of the spiritual path, which is obviously much more wonderful to talk about and contemplate, Mm -hmm. and that is the mysteries of God. And the Holy Spirit truly comes under this category. What is the Holy Spirit? What does it feel like? What does it look like? What is its role? These are all very powerful questions. Of course, we started to address that today. But life cannot exist without the Holy Spirit because it is the way that God communicates with us that literally animates our body temple, that gives us the air to breathe, that guides us throughout life. So the Holy Spirit on one side is a mystery, but on the other side is a very concrete action of our Father, Mother, God that allows us to function in life, to grow, to feel his presence, and to find our way home.
1: Yeah, well,
2: well said. Yeah, you know, when we talk about the Holy Spirit or the Maha Chohan attending our birth and breathing life into us, now this is literally true, isn't it? Well, it is. We're taught that (laughs) when a child
5: is born, the Mahachohan, which is the representative of the Holy Spirit, literally attends that birth mm-hmm. and lights the threefold flame within the heart of the new body temple that the soul enters into and has the opportunity in that life. You know, we think everything happens automatically. And those that think in terms of just the physical universe think, well, uh, you know, a child is born. You know, that's a physical manifestation. Of mm-hmm. course it is. But there's much more that goes behind the scenes of life than we really know or contemplate. These things do not happen automatically. They look like they happen automatically because God is pretty efficient. (laughs) But when we understand what it takes not only to bring forth life, to have the Spirit animated in the world of form, it truly is a miracle. And this is the instrument of the Holy Spirit that allows this to
1: happen. You know, we heard Mrs. Prophet refer to this concept, and you just mentioned it again yourself, too, that uh, we refer to the Holy Spirit as a flame um, and uh, besides just the breath of life, um, tell us more about this flame, you know, and particularly, if you don't mind, going into a bit more about the threefold flame in the sure, heart. Sure, sure.
5: God as a fire is something that is in some ways easy to understand, but other ways not so easy, because how do you define fire? And what it is. We know in the New Testament says our God is a consuming fire. And so the Holy Spirit is a flame. It's the cloven tongues. It is that flame. And when He lights the light within our hearts, it is literally the threefold flame that we've talked about, which is like a de lease, if you will. Mm-hmm. There's love, wisdom, and power, different manifestations of God. And what is interesting about this Although it's a threefold flame in all of us, it's not the same in all of us. Mm-hmm. Because what has happened is affected by what we've done in previous embodiments. And one flame may be bigger than the other. They may be giant flames. or very, Most of us are very tiny. And so it's not just God, the Holy Spirit, bringing the threefold flame. It's God bringing the threefold flame that is unique to us as individuals mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on how we've used God's energy in the past.
2: Right. What is the relationship between the Holy Spirit and the Holy Christ self?
5: You know, the Holy Spirit is the agent of God that he uses to do so many things. The Son of God, or the Holy Christ Self, is that portion of God which he's placed in us, literally the manifestation of the Son, the Son that was one with Jesus Christ and can be one with us, ultimately. So we have multi-parts of the single God, if you will, or the one God. Mm -hmm. And the Son of God is our Christhood, it's our Holy Christ Self, it's our guardian angel, it's all we're meant to be in God. And so the Holy Spirit works with our Christ self, works with our I am presence to help us to manifest all these things, not only in the physical, but obviously at a spiritual level as
4: well. Okay.
1: well you know, um, in these teachings, and we've spoken about this in previous programs, that we are, each of us, sponsored you know, by an ascended master. And because of this connection with the Holy Spirit being so pervasive, is it possible that we could ask to be tutored or sponsored by the Maha
5: Absolutely. I think this goes back to the whole concept with the Ascended Masters of there being a path to walk. It's not just awareness of light. It's not just awareness of Jesus as a savior of us. Mm-hmm. But there's a path to be walked. There's a mastery to be gained. And just like in any school or college university, you go to be able to do it. And that's yeah. the truth with the Ascended Masters. And there is a spiritual path that we must walk to reunite with God, to become one with our Holy Christ Self, and to make our ascension. And, of course, as we've talked so much in previous shows, Jesus was the prime example of that, but he was the not the exception but the rule. We are to follow him. We can ask the Mahachohan or any ascended master or Jesus or our Holy Christ Self to tutor us and give us those tests or initiations that we are required to pass to garner more light, to balance our karma, and make progress.
1: So he's available. <laughs>
5: Indeed. Yeah. But you know, uh, and Mrs. <clears throat> prophet talks about the requirements of the Holy Spirit, which is, you know, integrity, it's honesty, it's goodwill, mm-hmm. it's love, it's charity. Mm-hmm. We need to prepare ourselves to receive this tutelage. In other words, you we can't sort of thumb our nose at God and his laws and expect to become a student yeah. of the Ascended Master. It's just not going to work. So we need to do our part and they will do their part. And so... The amazing thing about studying the teachings of Ascended Masters, because we are aware of so many different Ascended Masters, many times people will find one that sort of rings a bell within them or so forth. They yeah. have a response. They have a tie to that master. Mm-hmm. And they can work with that master and ask them to tutor them, take them on as their personal disciple, or chila as we call it, and, and guide them. And so this is really a wondrous opportunity. And the Ma Chohan, of course, is one of those. And I would comment here that he also is the... Uh, the Lord of the Seven Rays. He overshadows all those on the Seven Rays mm-hmm. of God. So he's sort of the one that's over them. So you can see he ha- occupies a position in hierarchy, if you will. And I wonder if I can just add something here, and that is that the the Mahachohan is an individual, but the office is one that can be filled by different masters as time goes on. In other mm-hmm. words, the individual that fall, fills that office now may not be the one that always fills in the future because even the ascended masters grow and evolve and someone else will come to take their place. But they'll always be the instrument of the Holy Spirit in the office just to say the President of the United States is always the President of the United States True. even though different people occupy it. Yeah. So, it, I just want to kind of mention that in terms of both the personal relationship with an individual of the Holy Spirit and, of course, the impersonal, if you will, of the, as the flame of God.
1: Well, you know, you mentioned something else to us off, off mic here before we began our show today, and it's a very important point to add. That is that um, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we'll get more to that later, is the discerning of spirits, discernment, if you will, to yes. put a word on it. And there are entities that will impersonate the Maha Chohan, of the Holy Spirit, these are the false hierarchy imposters, if you will. Can you tell us a bit more about that?
5: Well, I think most of us know the history of the Pentecostal movement that began around the turn of the, of the 20th century. And, you know, I've shared before I grew up in a Pentecostal church. And certainly there are true and wonderful manifestations of the Holy Spirit among many of those dear souls. Mm-hmm. But there's also an imposter of the Holy Spirit that comes to people who try to take uh, heaven by force, if you will. The demand and command that the Holy Spirit come to them, which, of course, you can't do. And so what they do is they open themselves up to someone who is not the Holy Spirit, but essentially is an imposter of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So we have to be very careful. Yes, we must seek the Holy Spirit. We must ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But we can't storm heaven, so to speak, because then we make ourselves vulnerable to these other forces, which yeah. we don't want to be part of us. No,
1: we don't.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Um, this spark of immortality that we talk about and that we're endowed with by the Holy Spirit, can it be lost... What well, can be. The threefold flame is the
5: presence of God within our hearts, and we take it from embodiment to embodiment. It is the gift of God. And remember, the soul is not immortal until we make our ascension. We become one with our I am presence. Mm-hmm. And so we're not immortal beings right now, but the threefold flame is the opportunity, as we become one with that, to gain our immortality. But because of free will, that threefold flame can be lost.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
5: a, and a continual long-term history of anger, of rebellion, of defiance of God, and that flame can literally go out. Mm-hmm. And we trust the good Lord. Just because we have a bad day doesn't mean we're going to lose our threefold flame.
1: <laughs> Thanks for clarifying but, that. but we have to be <laughs>
5: sensitive to the fact that it can be lost, and souls have lost it. Yeah. And one of the things we've been admonished is to pray for souls who are on the verge of losing that or have lost it because it can be regained. It's very difficult, but it can be regained. That's a great point. So we want to honor that light within us. It is sacred. It is holy. And should be treated as such. You know, our temple is the temple of the living God, and the way we live, what we take into our body, what we say, what we think, what we do, must reflect the fact that God is within us. And when we don't do that, it's a great pain, I think, to God and obviously to our souls.
1: Well, is it safe to say that uh, our capacity <clears throat> to hold flame is as infinite? as god is infinite
5: (laughs) well how much of god can we put on yeah Mm -hmm. god wants to fill our temples with light he wants to expand the light with our presence he wants to help us to be able to help others so to speak but he can't give us more light than we can keep in harmony Mm -hmm. in other words it would be very detrimental to our soul to get too much light because we'd lose it and squander it and make a very great karma yeah so it's a step-by-step process We talked about our threefold flame as being about a sixteenth of an inch high in most people. For Jesus, it engulfed his entire form.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you
5: can see that it can be garnered, it can be gained, you can get more light, and that is the goal. And that is why we try and work to develop mastery so that we can hold that light in harmony. And as Mrs. Prophet mentioned, we can help others when the hour of need is great.
1: Yeah. And gaining the Holy Spirit is not like winning the lottery. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) So the people that get that, when they're not prepared for it, can lose it squander as you said. Well,
5: well, actually, and the great thing is not about the lottery because it's for everyone. Yeah. That will bend the knee and seek in humility and love. The Holy Spirit will come to you. He's no respecter of persons, whether you're in a great position of power in the world or not. It doesn't (laughs) matter what is in your heart. And the Maha the Holy Spirit, will come to you if you seek him in humility
2: and prayer. Yeah. You know, over and over in today's program, we've tried to make the point that the Holy Spirit is not some impersonal manifestation, but actually a very personal and real presence. So, what can you add to this reality?
5: You can (laughs) talk to the Holy Spirit as you would talk to your dearest friend, the Comforter. You know, I'm thinking, uh, getting back to the Pentecostal, there was a woman there by the name of Kathleen Kuhlman, who had the Holy Spirit many years ago.
2: Oh yeah, and she
5: she spoke very referentially of the Holy Spirit as the friend. As the dearest friend she has. So think of the Holy Spirit as a friend and the comforter who can help you integrate with God, bring mm-hmm. peace to your world. And so don't just think it as a wind that comes, but think as a very personal presence that will listen to you, that will talk to you, that will
2: commune with you. Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it's very personal. Yeah, I remember her on the on the television show. Really? Yeah. You go back that far, too? I go back that far. <laughs>
1: Well, on that note, uh, it's time for us to take a short break, but don't go away because when we return, we'll continue our discussion of the Holy Flame of God with Sidney Bennett.
0: The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
1: And thanks for staying with us, everyone. We are back for more discussion about the Holy Spirit with Sid Bennett. Now, how would you define listening grace and how... Can we use it to enhance our day-to-day experience of the Holy Spirit? The spiritual
5: life has many aspects. There's the warrior aspect. There's the defender of life aspect. There's the taking care of your family and putting out the garbage on Tuesday nights (laughs) aspect. (laughs) The day-to-day things. But there is a time to listen and to be one with God. Just you and God. You know, having an altar in your home where you can come before it, where you can pray, and you can listen what God has to share with you. And God will speak to you in different ways, through circumstances, through light, through love, through feelings, through a reassurance what you have. But we have to make ourselves available to even hear God. In this world we live in, everything is conspired to keep our mind away from attention to God and the God within. And listening grace is something that will help us to navigate our day-to-day life but also to feel the presence of God. You know, when we're in nature and the beauty of nature and the purity of nature, don't we feel that Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. And we feel the presence of God. And we need to seek that on a daily basis to hear and receive that light that we need to be victorious in our day-to-day lives. So honor God. Honor the light within your heart. Honor the holiness and sacredness of that light and worship and listen to our God and have that presence in your life, that exchange, so that listening grace will come to you and help you in the
1: hour of need. You know, I remember someone um, describing to me a very simple orientation to meditation. They said, it is both talking with God and listening to God. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, that is that is so essential that if we, as you said, find those moments in our lives where we can give ourselves the grace to both talk to God humbly and to listen to God with all of our heart. And And, and we
5: have to be careful that we don't talk so much we don't give a chance to get God (laughs) to get a word in, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I think I want to comment on this for a second. We live in a world of cause and effect. We live in a world of karma. We live in a world of daily challenges and problems. And there is a time to work with those spiritually and to ask God for help and seek his guidance and go to God with them. There also is a time just to love God, Mm -hmm. to love the light, to experience, to open up your heart, to receive his presence just because God is, Mm -hmm. because he is a being of light and fire and the Holy Spirit. And we don't have to take our problems, our shortcomings, or all the human things that we drag around with us every day. It is being in God. And that's where that listening grace and that devotion comes that is so key to sustain ourselves through this world of cause and effect, and the
2: trials and the karmas
5: that come upon us. Amen.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, As the great cosmic link between God and man, the Holy Spirit is the ultimate uniting agent for God in all of us, isn't he? I mean, as if uh, we needed more reason, this unifying (laughs) action of the Holy Spirit works best in a temple that is properly prepared. In other words, this might be a great reason to get healthy and stay healthy. Yes. Remembering that our
5: temple is the temple of God. Mm-hmm. It is also functions on chemistry. And as we take in impure substances, it limits our ability to hold light within our cells and atoms. We take in alcohol, not to use drugs or marijuana, these things, which the world tells us, quote, unquote, are harmless. <laughs> but what they do is they pollute the body temple, which is the temple of the living God. So to the best of our ability take in take in pure foods, pure water, and avoid those substances, what common sense tells us, are not only not good for us physically, but certainly are not good for us spiritually. Because what happens is the cells and atoms get clogged, not only physically, but they get a dark substance of misqualified energy that prevent us from feeling the presence of God and from holding that light that we will need either for ourselves, our families, or for other people
2: yeah the best yeah. reason in the world um well Sid, we've saved this for our last segment the gifts of the holy spirit oh boy we <laughs> know that these are enumerated in various places in the bible isaiah corinthians and uh we know that the number of gifts varies some say there are seven <laughs> others say there are nine yeah. so what are the gifts of the holy spirit as understood from the ascended master point of view and how can we acquire them great question well Your quickly gift? the word of knowledge the word of wisdom the
5: gift of prophecy the gift of faith, the gifts of healings, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. So that's a mouthful. There they
1: are. Yeah. And these will yeah. manifest was in, nine if I didn't lose count.
5: <laughs> <laughs> these will manifest in different ways in our lives. Notice they're the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They're not in one level. We need to prepare our body temple to receive them and to hold thing when we receive them. So it is lawful to seek these gifts We have to ask for them. Jesus has admonished us to be on our knees each night asking for the Holy Spirit, for the Mahajan to come and teach us and show us these gifts. And God will use these gifts in us in ways that are unexpected. For instance, the interpretation of tongues may be explaining the teachings of the ascended masters (laughs) to a soul who has no background in this whatsoever, and it sounds very alien. God will give you the words. The Holy Spirit will give you the words. The discerning of spirits, we've talked about how important that is to know what is a true teaching and what is a false teaching. And if you don't know, ask the Holy Spirit to give you that discernment. Because as we shared before, there are so many false teachings out there that the light bearers get caught up in them yeah. and believe them because they, one level they make sense, but they don't have discernment to see the darkness behind the words that sound so rosy. Yeah. So, you know, seek all the gifts, but seek the discernment of spirit so that you will know what is the path God wants you to walk.
1: You know, you mentioned something a while ago, I think it was in our last segment, um, having to do with how the spirit can enter and stay. And I think it was um, Elizabeth, Prophet says that the Holy Spirit cannot dwell where there is not honor, self-respect, a reverence for life, a sensitivity to nature, mutual respect and love of the Christ. And aren't these the energies of life itself and also of the mother? Well, they
5: are. They're manifestations of God. I mean, you know, anyone can look at that and see that the nature of God would include these qualities. So to the best of our ability, we need to live this way. You know, we do make mistakes. We're human beings. The key is to call upon the law of forgiveness each night when you go to, go to bed and recount those things. Gee, I would have done that differently. To right a wrong if you know how through an unkind word or if you owe someone a debt. So we have to do the right things. Yeah. But God's not demanding we be perfect in a human sense. But to, in order to receive and hold the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we must be humble before God and man to honor the light in ourselves and others and to live in a manner that reflects and represents what we know is the nature of God and the Holy Spirit. Yep.
2: The subtitle of today's program, said refers to the Holy Spirit <laughs> as the Keeper of the Flame of God. Of course, when we refer to the Flame of God, we're referring to the Flame of Life. Uh, we can each become Keepers of the Flame, can't we? Indeed. You know, we've talked about this in the past. but yes, we have. <clears throat> we have
5: the Ascended Masters and the Angels on our side. We have the Teaching on the Violet Flame of Decrees. But we also have an organization that's been sponsored by the Ascended Masters, and that is called the Keeper of the Flame Fraternity. And you can become the Keeper of the Flame. It's very simple. It's a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. It was founded in 1961 by St. Germain as a way of uniting people with a common cause to serve light and freedom on earth. And the Keepers of the Flame is part of the Summit Lighthouse, which, of course, is our organization. And when you join that You become, you receive monthly lessons. A lot of them are online. Some of them are in print that will teach you the path of the ascended masters. And it also allows you to grow spiritually and go forward. Mm -hmm. And you receive a sponsorship for the ascended masters as you do your part as a part of this. So it's a wonderful way to get grounded in the teachings of ascended masters to feel the light of the sponsorship in your life. And if you're interested, you know, go to tsl.org slash keepers and everything's there. I think the first lesson online is free. Try it. See if it's something you're interested in. There's no commitment other than giving it a try. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, we have to start somewhere. And gaining this knowledge and understanding is not only preparation for us spiritually, but it helps us to understand the things we face in our world, the challenges, and how to
1: deal with them. Yeah, that's really well said, Sid. And I think that just to clarify it further, there are at this point 33 lessons, um, and these are all available in print um, we are, as fast as we can, bringing the online lessons to you. I think we're up to about 25 or 26 now. And uh, so I think we'll be probably be seeing the entire set finished online um, pretty soon. Okay. At least that—that that is the hope. But I wanted to make a point about the online lessons, which I think anybody who finds them is going to really, really like. And that is that there's video components, there's audio components, there's sacred art. There are all kinds of excerpts of different teachings attached to these to explain.
5: Here, when I... Uh, pursued a spiritual path, and I found these teachings, I had sort of some mindsets and mm-hmm. thoughts of how I thought God should run the universe. <laughs> and, you know, I found out that he had different ideas. And so it was extremely helpful for me to get these very specific teachings of the yeah. Ascended Masters to put everything in context in its place. And so that's why we need to study, yeah. why we have books, why we have lessons
1: to understand. Yeah, yeah so tsl.org slash keepers. Mm -hmm. Take a look, people. In the meantime, uh, another issue that Mrs. Prover brought up has to do with the cycle of cosmic initiation uh, that will prepare us to receive more of the Holy Spirit. Are we in this cycle now, and what are we preparing for?
5: We are absolutely, and we've talked about this as being the end of a, a major cycle. It's a time of Armageddon, but it's a time of great opportunity. Mm -hmm. opportunity to garner light, wisdom, understanding that we haven't had literally for thousands of years, opportunity of the violet flame, opportunity to balance karma in an unprecedented way, and opportunity to walk the path of our ascension. The Holy Spirit is a key component of that. So when you put all these things together, we all know we're in a very... Important time, not only for the planet Earth, but for our own souls. Mm. So let's not be caught up on things that distract us that aren't important, that aren't ultimately real, but let's do those things we need to do on a daily basis for our families, for our job, for our livelihood, for our community, whatever it is. But take time to pursue God, pursue the Holy Spirit, to use the violet flame, these teachings we've been given, because if we let that slip through our hands, we don't know whether another opportunity will come. But it's here, it's now. Seize it and take the opportunity God has given us, the light that is there, and you will make greater progress, I think all of us can, than we have made for many, many thousands of years. Yeah, well, wow. <laughs> uh,
1: in the minute that we have left, really, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that, that's, that that. was the show right there, folks. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but before we wrap things up today, there is a simple call that you can share with us that will help us to magnetize more of the Holy Spirit's flame in our lives, isn't there?
5: There is. And again, let's not overcomplicate things. Right. Keep so The it Holy simple. Spirit says, keep, oh, keep them constant still in the center of thy will. Never, never let them stray. Give them comfort every day.
1: That takes it right down to the essential simplicity of it all, doesn't it? Indeed. Wow. Well, another hour has vanished, and it's time to wrap things up. I want to thank Sid Bennett again for joining us today. And as usual, we've had some illuminating fun.
2: We have. (laughs) And we want to thank you out there for joining us as well. Have any questions or concerns, simply send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org, and we'll do our best to answer you promptly.
1: We will. And in the meantime, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out out of this world. May God bless you on your path, everyone.
0: Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.